As we were uh, singing, I was thinking, you know, what we're doing is we're getting a little glimpse of what it's going to be like in heaven and the new Jerusalem. Every tribe, tongue, and nation will be represented. And so today we have the great privilege and honor of having guests from Macau. We've had a long-term relationship with them through Paul and Diana May, who have been our missionaries there since the 1970s. And uh, we will introduce them in a bit. But you have honored us by being here today. Thank you so much for making the trip. I know what that trip is like. And for all the hours you spend in airports and on airplanes and then in cars and automobiles, and they've traveled from afar. Last week they were in Halfway, Oregon at Pine Baptist. And this week they've been with us here in Ephrata. And so they've had quite a grueling schedule, if you will. But we are so thankful that they've been here. And thank you, Grace Point Church, for taking good care of them. So we are thankful for that. It is my privilege uh, today to introduce to you uh, Samuel Chan. Samuel and his wife, Christine, and Isaac have been here before in 2016. You may remember them if you were with us. And so it's a privilege for them to return. And Samuel is going to speak. And then Paul Mayhew, our missionary, will speak. And uh, then I will speak. So settle in for the long haul. No. (laughs) We promise that it won't be that long. Also, there will be a luncheon following this service, uh, and so you're all invited to the luncheon. Also, we are going to honor our Macau guests by taking a group photograph. So at the end of this, everybody will come up, and we'll all gather up here for a group photograph. And the only way you would be exempt from that is if you're in the witness protection program. And if you're there, we have other issues to deal with. So anyway... We are thankful for you, Samuel. Thank you for your family. Thank you for being here with us. And if you would come at this time, you'd share with us today. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, brothers and sisters. I'm Samuel Chang. I come from Macau, and today I'm pleasured to share with yours why I believe in Jesus. In my family, my parents, my brother, and my sisters don't believe in Jesus. So I am the first generation Christian in my family. When I was young, I didn't believe that a God exists in the world, but I believe that there were so many ghosts exist in the world. I, I also believed in Buddhism and always helped my parents to prepare the sacrifice. So when I was younger, I studied in a Catholic school. It was my first time to learn Bible, but I didn't believe in their story. I feel that it was a, only a subject that I need to pass and to learn. One day, my foot was broken during a soccer team, in a soccer match. At the time, I felt unhappy and always uh, stayed in, in the classroom alone. At this time, one of my classmates, he called Derek, invited me in to his uh, birthday party in church. During the party, 
he'll say that how he believed in Jesus. At first, he was a black guy. His told money and always frightened in the street and absent from school. But when David believed in Jesus, Jesus saved him and changed his habits. And now, he was very perfect and a good student in my mind. So, I was interested in his God because I also want to be a good student. I studied Bible and prayed with him. Actually, at at that time, I didn't believe in Jesus. I just wanted to be a good student. Later, I joined the fellowship gathering and hoped to be a Christian, but I think that David was so perfect and smart. He was a real Christian, and I was not perfect. I always felt gratitude in, in the examination, and I also have a good behavior. I didn't want prepared, pretended to be a Christian. And three years later, I leave Macau and go to Taiwan study. One day, I go to the church with my classmate. The church deacons asked me, Samuel, do you believe in Jesus? I don't reply him because I think that I'm not perfect. I don't want to be a, to be a fraud Christian. I want to understand more. The deacons then told me a scripture in the Holy Bible, in the Ephesians chapter 2, 9 and, uh, chapter 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself is the gift of God, not of us, that no one would push. This scripture encouraged me to accept Jesus because I know that Jesus saved me. This is a gift. This is a grave. Lord, I do anything for him to to exchange the life. You only through faith and accept him. I take off the my chocolate and accept Jesus and baptized in Great of Church when I came back to Macau. So, this is my testimony of how I became a Christian. Thank you very much. Amen. So clear how to be Become a Christian, believe in Jesus, nothing else. That is a wonderful thing. And it isn't it interesting for us, long noses, as the Chinese call us long noses, it's like they can believe in Jesus just like you and me. We're born again the exact same way. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that a miracle? And a testimony to God's great grace and the power of his word. Well, this morning, uh, okay, hopefully, there we go, good. So, um, this morning I want to try to describe 
what God is doing in our midst. It's not something that we have necessarily come up and tried to think about. Tried to, like I, I have never dreamed about a five-church partnership. There's nothing in my missionary strategy or thoughts ever that this is something that just happened, just began to evolve in our midst, and now we're seeing God work in our lives. But the foundation of it is, I, I keep going back and forth, but time and time again I go to this verse. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, Chinese or American. And Isaac, you're a believer. You're 10 years old, almost 11, right? You believe in Jesus, right? We heard your testimony. And a young Chinese boy can believe in Jesus. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation, changes his life, is changing his life. Just like it is Lily and Jeff. Jesus is in our lives working the same way. And it is this gospel that is re- revealing who Jesus is and the power that is, is changing many, many lives around the world. So as we think about what all is going on with our five church partnership, you have to stand back and be amazed at the power of God in our midst that we are getting to observe that. We as this church, we are evangelicals, we believe in the Bible, no errors, no, no mistakes or anything in this Bible, and it teaches us about the Great Commission, that we are a Great Commission church, and we live it out, we are committed to it in a mighty way, and we're passing it from one generation to another. Mark sixteen fifteen t- tells us about the evangelism part, and the word preach is kerusu, and then in Chinese is xuanbu, xuanjiang, to like the xuan is about missions and going out and spreading it out. And then Matthew 28, 19, and 20 focuses not so much on evangelism, but on discipleship. And that's what we're about, passing this on from one generation to another generation, and we'll see that shortly uh, demonstrated in our midst. That is, that's the commission that Jesus sent us out with, and to this day, 2,000 years, we're still fulfilling it. Great, great commission in goals, I think it has two main goals, evangelism and discipleship. We've got to keep focused on those two things wherever we're at, whatever context we're in. China folks, oppression with the government on them right now, don't get away from this. Focus on evangelism, discipleship. The results, I think, are a minimum of the three. It would be glorify God and then create or, or develop God worshipers, Yahweh worshipers around the world and get these worshipers not in individuals but into churches, resulting church plants around the world. And that must continue till Jesus comes. So that's something we're focused on, and it's a privilege. We believe in many different activities. There are tons of activities in preaching the gospel, doing wells, uh, doing grafting and tree grafts. We've got, we got that going on in some of our ministries, uh, giving rice out to others in the Philippines, all kinds, of, all kinds of activities there are, but this is what the results. Glorify God, worshipers of God, and resulting in in churches around the world. In 1970, well, in 1979, we were appointed with a mission. 1981, you all sent us out to be missionaries. And then 1986, the Mayhews and the Aherns, the two young guys there, uh, we went to Macau to start church planting. And by God's grace and his faithfulness, your prayers, uh, we were able to plant three churches there. Today, that is a background for our five churches. 
Why are there five churches? Well, there are two of them, and they're kind of like mother churches, the sending churches. One is here, our home church, and then down in a little town, halfway Oregon, is another one that's supporting us, again, since 1980. So our two churches, faithful, faithful. So for so many years, we're a bigger community, bigger church. There's a little small church down there, faithful, both of us. And out there, and by God's grace, now we have mother churches, now we have daughter churches, so we have that type of a, a relationship. So now it's kind of like, okay, how do, I, how, do, how do we think about this? What kind of a, a relationship do we have? Well, it's quite apparent we have mother-daughter relationship because we have mother churches, went out and started daughter churches over there. Yeah, they may be speaking different languages, but the result is, yes, we spawn, we bore, bore, birthed them out there, and there they are out in uh, Macau. So it's, it's like what we are then really is then a family partnership if we kind of keep boiling things down here. And a family partnership, as we're working through it, first time that Dave Johnson and Greg Hewitt went out to Great Praise to help them think about how to buy their building out there. That was our, kind of our first initial step of this. A number of years ago now, it's been a process, gradually, gradually uh, going along, and it's continuing to move. So I've tried to think about what it was like in the Acts in the New Testament. So this is not, uh, this is not ex-cathedral by any means, but it's a, an attempt to try to understand what we're doing here and a picture with what happened in the early church. Antioch, and if we think about Antioch, actually it wasn't the first church, right? The first church was actually in, in Jerusalem. So we could maybe say Jerusalem maybe is the mother church, and Antioch maybe could be a daughter church, if we're careful about how we say that. But there's some, somewhat of a re- relationship there. So anyway, act in, uh, in the uh, Antioch church, they sent out Paul. He went out, evangelized, discipled, and shortly developed local churches. And there are churches, and then these churches gradually matured. The church doesn't mature in one week. I'll testify to that. Oh, my goodness. Starting churches is really a long, long tough ordeal, let me tell you. I have these, all these ideals, and it took 10 years, 15 years, so many years to, to have things come about. But nevertheless, maturing. And now, like this girl is pointing right here in the front, Christine, she's, I've known her the longest of any of, well, yes, no, you guys came in 1980s. Yes, so, okay, these two women right here I've known, but she's actually a student and came to Christ, and now they've matured. Here we are 30 years later. She is one of the leaders in the church along with her husband who's a deacon at our church there. And these churches now matured to a place where they have come back to the mother churches. It's quite amazing how this process is going. And in the, the uh, Antioch churches, they actually sent money to the Jerusalem church and they didn't go back to Antioch per se with that. But there's a, some similarity if you kind of following how it happened in the early church. So what we're doing right now, we have Grace Point, Pine Baptist, sent the Mayhews. Mayhews went out, and then pretty soon, planted three churches. Three churches are maturing, and now the three churches have come back. That's kind of history already. That's not something in the future. That's our history. Now, in the future, what is happening right now and actually moving on into the future is that we've got five churches. Now, not just two churches, but we've got mother church, we've got daughter churches combined together, and they are going to send somebody sometime. I'm sure that's where it's going. 
And again, this is not absolute. This is the way it's got to be, but kind of following the biblical idea of keep our eyes on the Great Commission, planting churches, then there's probably a logical, good biblical way to, to see the future for us here that somebody's going to go out from our midst. Maybe it'll be Isaac. Who knows? Uh, maybe it'll be Lily. Maybe it'll be my son David. Maybe it'll be Joy. Maybe it'll be Oscar. Maybe you'll go out. Maybe Dante. I don't know. Somebody, you know, that's the future where, where God's leading and who's he going to raise up in this. Then they'll go out and plant churches. But these will be like granddaughter churches. If we think of family, the relationships here. Independent churches, no problem with that. But they'll kind of have the, this family relationship would be three generations out. There, and then the, those churches have to mature just like we have. This takes time to do that. And hopefully one day those churches, independent, whatever, they'll come back to be with us in this church. Now, Gary and I, at that point, will be looking down from heaven on you. Uh, we won't be around to see all that happen, I don't think. But that's a possibility of where it could go in the future days here. Now, an illustration. Again, this is just an illustration to help us kind of get our mind around this thing. So, Diana and I, we married 44, over 44 years ago. And then, pretty gradually, we had four boys. We produced four boys, second step. And now, third step, four boys are taking time to grow. And that takes time. You have children, we have children. They don't become mature in five minutes. Not at all. Five years, not at all. It takes time. Pretty soon they mature, and then they start their own families. So they're marrying and having children and have their own little nuclear families, independent, doing their, you know, their own occupations, whatever. So you ha- retain this sense of identity and independence, but you're still in the Mayhew family for the boys. And then pretty soon, now this hasn't happened per se yet, but pretty soon, say the four Mayhew boys, they say, oh, we want to join with mom and dad, Paul and Dinah, and we want to do something new. Not necessarily join your ministry in China. We want to do something together, so we'll just do it. All five of us in a unity, partnering together to do something. So that's kind of how I viewing, how to articulate what's going on in our midst for this uh, relationship here. Some really significant aspects of what, what's going on in this partnership. Number one, relationships. And to this point, we have not really done a project. Most short-term missions today around the world are projects. Go help build a bathroom. You go help uh, plant something. You go help do something. Physical projects, that's the normal. And we have not done that to this point yet. One day, I think we probably will. But right now, not. Because we're trying to develop these interpersonal relationships our ground foundation needs to be steeped in deep personal, interpersonal relationships. We're organic, or another way to say that, we're biological. We're, we're, ha- we're birthing churches, that type of thing. We have a kinship, is another word we say. We're a family. Now, we're not necessarily the great, like the Grace Point family. But we're greater than the Grace Point family. We have five churches that includes down in halfway, and it includes the three churches out there. We're, we're a family that's hooked together here in a very... We're just not an association here, folks. Some people talk about a networking 
or we got a network going, we got an association. We're not an association. We're we're much tighter. We're 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 tied because my son over here, he's just not my association. <laughs> we've got we've got this biological stuff together that that binds us together. Responsibility on the one hand, on the other hand, great freedoms and and the sense of what's going on. And another one, partnership, equality, mutuality. The reason I've been doing this to keep it from doing projects, we want to keep this mutuality going, making us more equal so that there's no disparity between us. So I think that's been very helpful, and to this point, it's really, really proving effective. And there's another, moving from independent to interdependent. We are independent local churches. We should be. That's biblical. But we can also should be interdependent, and that's what's helping us. This thing of interdependency is thriving in our midst, and it's very biblical. It's really like Jesus, and we want to see that uh, continue. We've got roots. We've got legacy. We've got values that we are passing on to these guys. Today, what we just did, singing together, we were just demonstrating a deep value. And we had three little kids standing right on that corner, right beside me over there. They were getting it. We didn't teach them a word, but they got it. The values, what we're together. Us Americans over here speak English and all this stuff, and Chinese, right? we're right here together, worshiping God together. We're a family doing it. We've got values passing on. And then, as just talking about that, multi-generational. It's not just about us baby boomers and us elders in this church. Hey, our time is soon to be gone. Very soon. We're passing it down, passing it down. And that's uh, so important for us. Synergy. What's happening in our midst is creating all kinds of good stuff. And Grace Point Church alone could not, by in ourselves, within our, our little community, we could not create what's happening. By having you Chinese in our midst, something is happening greater than we could do on our own. And it's not something we're creating by our, well, we think this is a good deal, we're just going to plan it, organize it. It doesn't happen. This is just developing, emerging from the spirit within us outward. It is a wonderful thing. Better together. Gong hao zaiqi. I don't know if that's a good translation of Chinese, but we're all together in this big family, and it's better than being alone. All right, Gary, thanks. Thank you, Paul. We appreciate it. And thank you again, Samuel, for your testimony. Uh, we appreciate that so much. Uh, better together, as Paul has summarized really what he presented there. And I was thinking about uh, we as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've believed in the Lord Jesus Christ for everlasting life, uh, did you know that Jesus prayed for you? He prayed for you when he was on this earth. If you turn to John 17 very quickly, if you have your Bibles with you, turn to John chapter 17. This chapter is known as what is called the high priestly prayer, where it's a long prayer that Jesus prays. And I just want to focus very quickly on verses 18 through 21. And Jesus says, and he's uh, speaking to God the Father, of course, he's praying. And he says in that, in the same way that you gave me mission in the world, I gave them a mission in the world. I'm consecrating myself for their sakes, so they'll be truth consecrated in their mission. 
And I'm praying not only for them, and here is the key verse or the key phrase, but also for those who will believe in me because of them and their witness about me. In the first century, the apostles, we are all, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, we are multi-generational, many generations from the first century, but we are the children of the declaration of their faithfulness of the gospel of Jesus Christ because they were following him. The goal of all of them is to become of one heart, one mind, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, so that they may be one heart and mind with us. And so there's this unity that's built in because Jesus prayed for us. So it doesn't matter where we go in the world, on this globe, we will find believers in Jesus Christ and there is an instant bond because we are brothers and sisters in Christ in the church Why is this so important? Jesus explains it at the end of that passage, verse 21. Then the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. In other words, we have a greater mission than just to be together as a club, but we are so that the world can view this and come to believing in Jesus Christ. So one of the things about life itself is what is your life? What what, what is the meaning of your life? What purpose do you have in this life? And I think uh, when we look at God's word, we see this very clearly that he has a meaning and a purpose for us, that he has sent us out. Now, he maybe sent you into a school system here in Ephrata or in Macau, and that is where he has sent you to be the Christian, the representative of Jesus Christ, that the world may believe in him that the Father sent him. I think of missionary Jim Elliott, of course, who was martyred for his faith in the 1950s. But when he was a student at Wheaton College, he wrote these words. Now, listen carefully. He said these words, and I quote Jim Elliott. Father, take my life, yea, my blood, if thou wilt, and consume it. I would not save it, for it is not mine to save. When we're part of something bigger than ourselves, we lose our independence in that sense, in a good way, and we become interdependent with other believers, and, of course, dependent upon God himself. I was thinking about uh, what it means to be part of something bigger than us, to be better together with other believers in Christ. And I was thinking of our statement of faith. We call it the elder affirmation of faith. And under the large document about the church, what we believe about the church, we've written these words about Christ, the church, his command, and his commission. We believe that the church is commanded to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind and our neighbors as ourselves, Matthew 22. We also believe that the commission that Paul had up here, Matthew uh, 28, that he had up on the screen for us, the commission given by the Lord Jesus to make disciples is binding in the 21st century upon his church to the end of the age and that the task of proclaiming the gospel to every tribe and tongue and people and nation baptizing them and teaching to them to observe the words and the ways of the Lord Jesus Christ and to gather them in the churches. And Paul has demonstrated that for us. And our guests from Macau are representatives of an effort, a missionary effort over there that we've been a part of uh, for many, many years. But I want you to listen carefully to this elder affirmation of faith. This paragraph is so, so important and critical to us The ultimate aim of world missions is that God would create by his word worshipers who glorify his name through glad-hearted faith and obedience. Missions exists because universal worldwide worship does not exist. 
when the time of ingathering is over and countless millions of the redeemed fall on their faces before the throne of God, missions will be no more. It is a temporary necessity ordained by God, but worship abides forever. Worship, therefore, is the fuel and the goal of missions. And earlier as we were singing and worshiping God in song, I was thinking of that, that glimpse of being with Jesus Christ and worshiping him, every tribe, tongue, and nation. And finally, in that declaration, we, finally, uh, we believe that after we are saved, we are divinely reckoned to be related to this world as strangers, pilgrims, ambassadors, and witnesses to make Christ known to the whole world. We are better together, and we are part of something bigger than ourselves. And if you've traveled at all, many of you have traveled to different countries, and you know that we are part of something bigger than just Ephrata, and that is so exciting and is so healthy for our local churches to be involved in this. And so we appreciate you, Macau uh, guests, that you have come so far to be with us this day. Now, the Macau guests, they have a song for us. So I'm going to invite you up, and they're going to stand over here, and they're going to sing a song for us this morning. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Good morning. Um, our team from Macau have uh, prepared a song, and um, that is a very well-known song called uh, Give Thanks. I think uh, most of you have uh, known how to sing it. And we chose this song because we really want to thank God for, um, for all of us together. Um, this is a chance that th- this is a day that we come together in Christ, and if it is not because of God's love and God's grace, we won't be here together with you, um, and we won't um, join this unity, like all the people, uh, brothers and sisters from Ephrata and from Macau, all come together to worship God. So um, we chose these songs, and first uh, we will we are going to sing it in English so that uh, all of us can sing together, um, and then we are going to sing it in a Cantonese. And I have actually in the in the slides I have uh, put some um, phonetics transcription of the lyrics of the Cantonese lyrics, so that all of you can try to sing with it. <laughs> okay, so uh, we can start. We thank God for all of us. We thank God that it is His mercy that brings us together. We would love to give thanks. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Give thanks. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks. Because it's given Jesus Christ, His Son, and now, and now, let the weak say, I am strong, let the poor say, I am rich, 
the Lord has done for us. And now, and now, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. Brothers and sisters, may we all stand up. to the Lord. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because it's given Jesus Christ. His Give thanks. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because it's given Jesus Christ His Son and now and now let the weak say I am strong let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us and now and now let the weak say I am strong let the poor you guys can uh, try to listen and catch up with us and then later we, I would like to invite you all to sing together with us first we sing Funyan
真歌唱，归于圣父赞颂。你赐下慈爱独生的爱子，今天今天心中刚强不惧怕，主的丰盛满一生，皆因主手曾为我献心恩。曾为我献心恩，赞美 ，We give thanks to Lord， 赞美，赞美。Brothers and sisters, please be seated. Thank you. Thank you to our Macau guests. If you would stay up here and maybe、uh, by families here on each side of the platform, line up, and so、uh, maybe, maybe Samuel's. Okay, they know what to do. Okay, all right, good. Well, thank you, Millie, for leading us in that.、Uh, that was very good. So, if we had about、uh, two more years, we maybe could pick up some Cantonese. So, thank you so much, and thank you for blessing us. That is. I hadn't heard that song for quite a while, and it's one of my favorites. So it was very nice to be able to sing that. I'm going to ask.、Uh, you know, these families have been with us since、uh, Tuesday, and there have been host families. And so I would like the host families to come up and just stand behind、uh, the, the the guests that you hosted in your home. So come on, come on up, everybody, come up. So you can stand down on the floor. Maybe you go on the floor, and then the host families will stand up on the steps behind you. And、uh, so this has been really good, and I wanted to do this to illustrate、uh, what Paul was messaging about multi generational ministry, about replication of our faith, about the missions endeavor, and about church partnerships. And so you look here, and Paul and Diana, you come up here too, please.、Uh, like Paul and I, we represent the ancient people. Diana is middle age, and David, you can come up too because you're part of the、uh, this biological family, and so we are very thankful for all of these families. But they're representative of being part of something bigger than us, and it struck me as I was with them this week、uh, that if the Lord tarries, doesn't take His church home in the rapture. That、uh, maybe 40 years from now, little Nikki over here and Vivian back here,、uh, you know, they'll be adults, and the church relationship can continue. And I was also I like to read aerospace journals and pilots and airplanes and stuff. And of course, they're still working on supersonic airliners. And there is a possibility in their lifetime that we'll be able to fly from Seattle to Hong Kong in under six hours, under four hours. Wouldn't that be nice if you guys could do that tomorrow?、Uh, you know. And so there's a possibility that it wouldn't be just a once a year visit, but you could do monthly back and forth. You know, who knows with the five church partnership? And so we are very thankful for this. But you notice all the generations, and I look especially at the younger. People, the children here that are with us, and know that they are the future of Grace Point Church, Grace Great Praise Church,、uh, Great Hope Church,、uh, and Great Love Church, and the church down in Oregon, and that we're we're partnered with. And so, 
uh, this is the future, and it's exciting that this is maybe not about us necessarily, but about the ones who come along. I'm always challenged by the question, who is Billy Graham's grandfather? And uh, that is a good question because he had an impact in Billy Graham's life. And uh, so you may be a grandparent here today uh, or a parent, and you have an impact on the children's lives. So we are thankful uh, for this multi-generational value and, and just, the, just the diversity we see here of backgrounds and understanding of cultures. And so that is exciting. Uh, at this time, I'm going to have Brad come up. Brad is the chairman of our global outreach team, global opportunities team. And uh, Brad has some words to say for us, and uh, we will do that right now. One of the things that um, I was thinking about in what message do we want to send from Grace Point to our partner churches in Macau um, because these are simply a representation of a larger church family. And um, I kept, my mind kept coming back to um, verses in Philippians chapter 1 in Paul's prayer. And Paul says in verses 3 through 5, I thank my God for you every time I think of you, and every time I pray for you all, I pray with joy because of the way in which you have helped me in the work of the gospel from the, first, from, from the very first day until now. And I, I substitute in... Um, uh, uh, some words here and let me read it again um, Grace Point brothers and sisters thank God for you great hope, great praise and great love when we pray for you and we pray with joy because of the way in which you have partnered with us in the work of the gospel and that's the message that we want to send home uh, we've got um, a gift for each of the churches that we're going to um, uh, give you um, it's a. I'll get that in a minute. Um, I know that you in the back aren't going to see, but it's a. It's a photograph um, from Ancient Lakes, which is about 20 miles west of us here. Um, a local um, picture, and then we've ins- I've inscribed on there um, my loose transliteration of um, um, these verses that I just read from Philippians. And so um, we're going to give that as a memo, um, memento to take back. And then um, we also have some pens, com- commemorative pens that. Um, we'll send back with you. And um, uh, I see my uh, my bride here who keeps track of me actually has the pens. But um, I'll give um, one of these to each of the churches. But I have actually a bag um, uh, uh, or a package for each of the each of you. Great hope, great love, great praise. Okay. So um, here's um, a pen. And again... Um, this represents, um, we'll, we'll send a package of them home, and the idea is for you to share those um, with each of the, uh, of the members of your church family. And then I have a, a photo a picture here. So great hope. Again, we thank you um, for your partnership with us in the work of the gospel.
name is Yemi. Um, I come from Hong Kong and go to Macau as missionary, the whole family. And I'm glad to present um, all three churches from Macau, uh, big pictures for you guys. And um, it's composed by four pictures. This is what just show on the screen. It's the 30th um, the anniversary, anniversary. Then all guys come, including five churches members. So, and one, this is for, uh, this is the Great Praise Church. And this is the Great Hope Church. And this my church, and uh, Great Love. So, we would like to uh, present this uh, present to you guys. To, uh, Thanks all the support for our three churches. And also, we have um, brought some um, bookmarks that's very traditional Chinese style. And got different style, different colors. Hope you guys all can get one. And hope you can get the one that you like. Thank you very much. Thank you, Yami. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. At this time, I'd like the elders, the deacons, and the global outreach team to come up to represent Grace Point Church, and we are going to have Wes and Brad. Come on up, you guys. And uh, we're going to have uh, Wes and Brad pray uh, for this time today and for our ongoing relationship uh, in that. And let's see. And then after that, we are going to take a group photo. And so it's going to be pandelirium as you make your way up here. But we'll let you know. And we'll just crowd in here so that Tammy can take our picture all together. And so at this time, Wes, if you would pray for this team. Prayer. Heavenly Father, it is a great privilege that we claim your name, that you have saved each one of us, that you have sacrificed greatly out of love to take away our sin, and to establish us with your righteousness imputed to us. Father, we are overwhelmed by the love that you show us. And Father, that we know that in the future, we will be gathered in a place of perfect worship, perfect relationship, and there will be no sign of sin save the wounds on your son's hands and feet. Father, before we have that time, we are just privileged to have this small glimpse of the unity that you understand better than us, that we have family, both here in the church, but across the seas in Macau and in Hong Kong. And Lord, what a blessing that is from you. And we thank you for that. Father, we are uh, we're just overwhelmed that we in this small town have this kind of a relationship with friends and family members from across the seas. We ask, Lord, that you would empower each one of our ministries to go forth in your name, to reach people with the gospel, to see more souls come to know your Son, and to be saved and have life eternal together. Father, we entrust that all the plans that we don't even know what they are yet, but we, we know there is something afoot that you are doing, that, Lord, you would keep each one of us diligent to stay away from the wisdom of men, but to follow the wisdom that comes from you and from your word that your Holy Spirit would speak to each leader and each congregant in all these five churches, and that it would be the unity of you and your spirit that we go forth under. Again, we thank you for this day. We thank you for our friends and family. We pray that you would keep your hand of protection upon each one of these families as they go back to Macau 
and we rejoice in the day that someday will come soon that we'll be back together again, either on this earth or on your kingdom, Father. We thank you for this. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.